uh, okay, so expectation. Um, um, let go, let go of all expectations. Uh, frustration, part of life. Not uh, the biggest part of life. So just, you know, take them as they come and let go, I guess. I guess my comment on everything is let go, but stick to the celebration. I know firsthand that when you're raising a challenging, reactive or aggressive dog, that life isn't all unicorns and rainbows. But I also know that it helps to hear other people's stories. My name is Kaiser van Overbeek, and on this podcast we share stories of the force-free training journeys of amazing dogs who are just a little rough around the edges. So what you just heard was a fragment of an episode of Rough Around the Edges that hasn't aired yet with Karolina Jonjic. And this was her answer to my question to comment or, or my request, I should say, to comment on the words expectation, frustration and celebration, which I do at the end of every episode. And I thought it was so profound. Um, that I actually already wrote a blog post about it and I made an Instagram post about it and I figured why not talk about it on the podcast for those of you who are more inclined to listen to this kind of stuff than to read about it or to scroll up, um, about it on social media. When I wrote about it, I translated her, just let it go as drop it in the sense of do you have a drop it cue as in the way you can tell your dog or cue your dog to drop something is the same thing true for you can you drop those expectations when you get frustrated can you let go of that when you get angry are you able to let it dissipate and move on when you're working from home on work stuff i guess for me it would be like i'm trying to record a podcast or i am trying to improve my program uh, study up on my coaching skills i might actually be coaching somebody and then your dog freaks out for lack of a better word I don't know what's going on, but your dog's being reactive and, you know, like you're trying to get your stuff done, but it's not working. And rationally, you kind of know that probably the easiest would be to just stop working and calm down your dog or do something of the sort, but you're not doing any of that. So can you drop that kind of stuff? Can you let go? And I was going to say... Yes, you can. I know that you can. And I know it's a skill that we can learn and develop and that we can get better at it. Because in the end, what we need to let go of, and I think Carolina said that beautifully, is our expectations, our idea of what life should look like, what life with our dog should look like, about what our day should look 
look like? Because think about it. If you expect nothing, there's no disappointment, there's no frustration, none of that. And I know that sounds like utopia, and it is, obviously it is, because having no expectations is probably the equivalent to not breathing, being dead. Um, yeah, there's really no other way to put it. It's similar to not thinking when you're meditating. I had a friend of mine who's actually a yoga teacher tell me, she said, like, meditating, not thinking about anything, that's just not going to happen. Why do you, you think we do, for example, this counting, the breathing in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, all that kind of stuff? She said, because then we're focusing on that, we're present, we're in the moment, and our mind's not going all over the place because not thinking is not a thing. And to me, that made perfect sense. If you're like meditation um, experts out there and uh, you see it differently, I would love to hear from you. I'm, I really want to learn about this stuff a little bit more. Um, but what she said to me made perfect sense. And I think with expectations, it's the same thing. You can't just sort of let them go. You're freaking human. And as humans, we don't. But what you can do is sort of create awareness around your expectations and figure out what the things are that trigger you. Because once you're aware of what triggers you, then you can become aware of what you were expecting to happen, what your picture of the ideal day was, and how things started to differ. So, for example... Um, it's an example I use a lot also in my coaching, but at one point I was like walking my dog. Somebody had dropped a sandwich by the side of the road. I was too late. They gobbled it up and I was freaking out. And I figured, why is that? And I was freaking out for several reasons. Like one was I'm afraid somebody poisoned it or my dog's going to get sick or whatever else was going on. But another reason was I was just pissed. I was like, well, who does that? Who just dumps their stuff like out here in a city environment? Like there's trash cans. Who dumps their food? Like now my dog has to deal with it. Now my walk's ruined. Now we'll, we'll carry on, carry on, carry on. And so my expectation was like, I just expect everybody to clean up after themselves and not dump street, dump stuff, sorry, in the environment and just go to the nearest trash can. Well, guess what? People don't do that. Some people are just like, no, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. And so now I have two choices. I can be upset about not living in an ideal world or I can accept that some people just dump stuff and deal with it. But I had to become aware of my expectation first. My expectation was at some point this world's going to be ideal and nobody's going to drop anything in the environment anymore. Not going to happen. However, 
by being triggered and by just stopping, pausing, and figuring out, like, oh, that's what triggered me. Now, the next time something like this happens, I can be a little more prepared. I'm still going to have to deal with all the other thoughts about, like, being scared my dog's being poisoned and whatnot. But just realizing that I had this expectation of a perfect world, which doesn't exist, helps. So, um, like, what about another example? I get up extra early because I'm a reactive dog. So I get up at 5 a.m. to walk them so that there's peace and quiet and there's a decompression walk and I can just enjoy being with my dog. And I go out and lo and behold, two other dogs. Well, hooray, there we go. Morning is done. Like, ah, just getting so freaking angry because like, why am I getting up at 5 a.m. to walk my dog in peace and quiet if, in the end, I end up having to deal with all these other dogs anyway? Then I might as well have not gotten up. So again, what's my expectation? Well. I'm not supposed to be meeting other dogs when I get up at 5 a.m. Like, when I make a freaking effort to get up at 5 a.m., nobody else should be out there because that's not how it's supposed to go, right? I mean, really? Like, says who? Like, you know, like, did I patent early morning walks? Like, no. Like, do I, you know, like deserve the reward of no other dogs just because they got up at 5 a.m. Like what makes me so special that I think that when I get up at 5 a.m. that the rest of the world has just got to stop rotating, stop spinning, stop turning, my time, my dog's time, right? So I know that I got triggered by it and I can sort of realize what the expectation was and be like, oh, okay. So that's maybe the one to drop. Maybe next time I get up really early, I'll be like, well, you know, I might run into people. I might not run into people. If I don't, that's great. And if I do, then well, yeah, it's the way it was. And my other example of the schedule, um, I think this is something that happens to a lot of people and happens to me like I'm have my calendar, I've got it scheduled out, like I've got two hours now to work on some copy for my social media or to work on, on bettering my program or to read up on, on um, new materials and techniques for coaching. And now the doorbell rings because the neighbors aren't home and they were expecting a package. And then the trash bins are being emptied and then there's an exceptionally loud scooter that passes by my house and like you can tell I live in an urban environment so all of that's happening and instead of my dog having his calm relaxed I sleep at your feet while you walk day they're having the oh my god even the sound of a mouse is just going to set me off and freak me out and so I don't get anything done I just get annoyed. I get, ugh, you know, I, this is feeling that you're getting out of, your, out of your skin. So 
again, the fact that I'm getting annoyed and that I'm getting upset, that I'm getting triggered, to use another word that we use for dog training all the time, is a hint that I had a certain expectation that um, what I was wanting to happen didn't. So in an ideal life, when I schedule um, my work time, my dog does not interrupt. My expectation was that come four o'clock, I would have had all my work done. Now that I know that, what can I do for the next time that's different? So for example, um, the expectation to manage is that I can work two hours without being interrupted by my dog all the time. What can I do about it? Practically speaking, now that I'm aware of this expectation is, well, what if I just plan for it? And what if I just plan to be interrupted? So I'm scheduling my block of time. I'm going to be working two hours on whatever it is that I'm working on. And if I don't get to it for whatever reason, because I need to work with my dog, I know that I have a backup block of time in my schedule somewhere down the road that I can fit the stuff in. And now, before you go all like, ah, oh, that's great that you have time to actually schedule a backup block, I want to say, yeah, and you do too, most likely. What happens is that it then becomes a matter of prioritizing. So, you know, do I really need to do the other stuff? What do I need to get done first? You know, it's really good for that. It's what I learned from clients getting sick. Because when you get sick and you only have very limited energy, you automatically tend to focus on the stuff that has the most um, benefit for the cost. In other words, you prioritize. But I digress. So expectation of what it's like to work from home with your dog there is the one that needs addressing. What could you believe differently? How could you go about it? Um, and then lastly, I want to say that just taking the time to become aware and thinking through what triggers you kind of the same way you would do it for your dog like hey he's barking what was going on or hey his barking is more today um, is there anything else that was triggering to him that was you know being that was going on like trying to 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 find the pieces to that puzzle when you do that for you and the more often you do it for yourself as well the better you will get it at realizing when you have certain expectations the better you will be able to let them go or plan around them kind of like with scheduling like with the work from home example i hope that was helpful you might have heard maybe that the audio for this recording was a little different from the other ones and that is because another person in my household whose name shall not be mentioned has hogged the microphone for the podcast and I really wanted to get this recording done so I'm just using the on laptop microphone that comes with my macbook and i'm just sitting in my living room and my dog's chewing a bone and you'll probably be able to hear all of that but i wanted to get it done so 
it's not perfect, but I hope you still manage to get something out of it. And also, um, you probably already guessed that by me using the soundbite of the podcast recording with Carolina already, you can tell that I'm excited about that episode. She had a lot of cool stuff to say. So, you know, do be on the lookout for when it airs. It's not going to be the next one. By the way, the next one's also going to be very cool, uh, but it's going to be a little later. Her name is Carolina Jonjec and her dog's name is Lou. Um, You've already gotten like not a sneak peek, but a sneak audio of it. Um, I'm pretty sure you're going to love that episode. That one's recorded with my better microphone. All right. Have fun. Have fun.